It's Honorado and Company on the road, live from Alpenhouse in Amsterdam with a loaded showroom and a loaded show. It's Chris Honorado. It's Ashley Miller. Kevin Herter is on the way. Gus Johnson, the legendary college basketball and football broadcaster on the show as well. We've got the Firewolf segment. Ash, am I missing anything? Oh, yeah. We're going to have our pick six NFL vodka, pick six vodka NFL pickums with yeah. a special guest from food pantries of the Capital District. Look, the way we've been picking games, it, Anybody it feels like we're mi- mixing football and vodka. So yeah, uh, uh, Maybe we should start drinking more vodka before we pick. It hasn't been pretty, but it's it was not a bad week. No, not a bad not week. Not. Loaded guest list: Herder, Gus Johnson, Firewolves, NFL pick segment. It's Honorado and Company. Let's go. is Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpenhouse. And that's exactly where I am, Alpenhouse, the ski shop in Amsterdam. Andy Heck and Katie Osborne, Jamie George Lowe, so incredible team here. And, and Ash, I showed you they, they are well-stocked this season, especially compared to last year. Had a big Black Friday. People are ready to hit the ski slopes. They're ready to do some snowmobiling. This is the place to go get in Amsterdam to get what you need for your winter sports seasons for sure. All right, let's do a little bit of business here before we roll into the guests. We don't have a ton of time because it's such a, a full Ooh, show, oh, yeah. but I, I do want to hit on college football mm-hmm. ahead of the weekend here because there are obviously huge games, major implications. Here is a look at the college football playoff standings right now as we do this live on a Thursday. Again, you may be watching us on Saturday or Sunday. That's fine. Georgia's one, Michigan's two. Neither of those two teams are going to lose the SEC championship or the Big Ten championship. TCU probably has the toughest game of the weekend in terms of teams that are playoff bound at this point, if you will. And that's not US State. Well, I know USC lost to Utah. Um, that was a wild game. It was a wild finish. I think Kansas State's going to pose a real problem. Kansas State had like a three touchdown lead against TCU in the regular season before yeah. the Horn Frogs came back to win. So this three and four won't be easy. However, I'll say this, and I'll, I'll leave it then to you with Ohio State and Alabama looming at five and six. Hello. Um, Don't say that. I don't think, even if TCU or USC were to lose, I don't think they should be out. Now you're going to say, well, what about the way they lose? Okay, we can debate that. If they get blown out, fine. I think I would still keep both of them in because I think they're both at one loss. Well, USC would be two. USC's out. Because it would be two losses to Utah, and those are their – That's people would say that were would be two of their toughest games of the year. They lose them both. They're out. Yeah. Ohio State's okay. in. Okay. I meant it just for, for – I was really thinking TCU-Michigan. Yeah. Um, if TCU were to lose, I would still keep them in. It's a one-loss yeah. Power 5 conference team. You're almost punishing them for playing in the conference championship game where Ohio State and Alabama aren't good enough to be there. So I, I'm one, two, three for me should not change. USC has to win to get in. Fair? Yeah. Yeah, USC has to win to get in. I, 
I think you can you can make an argument for dropping TCU out, but I think say you drop them to four, maybe that's fair. They stay in, you drop them to four. And so, yeah. you know what I mean? Maybe yeah. Ohio State jumps as high as three if they come into the picture. I'm not really sure, but USC for sure has to win. They don't win, they're out, Ohio State's in. TCU yeah. is a little more problematic for the committee. Sam's watching. We knew he would be. Good morning, buddy. And Nick says it's a big week. There's no question it's a big week. It's always a big week for Nick in the who days, and we will pick <laughs> that game, the Bengals and the Chiefs. Fun game. You and I will be parked in front of a television somewhere to watch that 425 kick this week between Kansas City and Cincinnati for sure. Um, all right, let me do this too, even though I know we'll be dating ourselves a little bit by the time it hits TV on Saturday. Can the U.S. find a way to beat the Netherlands? I'm going to say no. The Netherlands is really good. Listen, they not, not that they've rolled through group stage, but two wins and a draw. Um, I think they had an easier group than the U.S. did probably. Yeah. When you have England in your group, I think that automatically makes it a little bit more difficult. But the Netherlands has played really good soccer in the World Cup in the last three or four World Cups. They've yeah. been one of the better teams. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just think the answer is probably no. But it's a success for me. It's a success for the United States getting to the knockout round. Them getting there, I think, is, is a good – after missing out on the last World Cup, them getting to the knockout round is a pretty good achievement. And then I think you go from here the rest of the way out. U.S. is plus 310 in Vegas to win. To win. Take it. That'd be fun. Um, That'd be a yeah, fun. 10 bucks. Throw 10 yep. bucks on it and and have even more reason exactly, to, root to root for the United States. Right. Carol's watching as well, of course. Good morning, Carol. Uh, Sam says the U.S. has no chance. You know, I, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not here for. Oh, yes, they have a chance. I'm sorry. Yes, they have a chance, Sam. Okay. So you're here yeah. for that. You're not here I'm, for the negativity. You're I'm, here for the that's positive. That's right. Yeah, I'm here for a little positive energy going towards the U.S. men's national team. We need as need, much of that. Need, we need get. Christian Pulisic on the field. He'll play. No, he will I know. absolutely but play. You need a healthy Christian Pulisic on the field. Yeah, healthy enough. That's yeah. all we need out of him. Healthy enough. All right, I'm live at Alpenhaus Ski Shop in Amsterdam. Uh, we have Kevin Herter on the way right after this commercial break we are going boom 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 on this show herder gus johnson your nfl picks and the albany firewolves we're back right after this with the guard from the sacramento kings and of course from shen teams athletes organizations We're transforming the custom apparel industry through products and purpose. Claim your crown. At Marcella's Appliance Center, our commitment is to you, providing essential appliances that families depend on for cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair. You can have peace of mind that Marcella's is here for you today and every day, like we have been since 1957, helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, and many more. Shop Marcella's Appliance Center in-store, online, or by phone. We're here for you. 
And now back to Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpenhaus. Back on Honorado and Company, it's Chris Honorado, it's Ashley Miller. Uh, I am in a space that Kevin's going to get to know soon pretty well. Novice Clothing Company, the headquarters, um, and uh, maybe they'll work a little something out before we give anything too much away, Ash. Uh, look, we always love catching up with Kevin Herter. He's doing big things in Sacramento in year number one with the Kings. They are winning. I know people who mm-hmm. have predicted long ago they're going to make the playoffs so it's an exciting time, certainly to be a Kings fan and uh, and to be watching Kev on the screen as we do each and every single night at News Channel 13. Ash, let's bring him into the conversation now. Kevin Herter with the Sacramento Kings. First time I've said that with him in our presence here. Kev, how are you, man? I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're, We're good. Thanks for doing the show, as always. Uh, I'll start with this just to make you feel uncomfortable. Um, how do we get you into the three-point shootout this year? What, what is the process behind that? Uh, that's a really good question, actually. I think uh, you got to talk to my agent on that. I think he's got to do a lot of that pushing and then just notoriety across the NBA. Um, hopefully uh, I'm putting myself out there a little bit, getting some getting some attention and the respect to my peers and uh, hopefully some writers have seen it. And um, it's obviously that's a goal of mine. Would you rather do that or the skills competition? Because I think you'd do really well at both. Probably the – I'd probably more like the three-point. Uh, the skills competition would be cool. But, you know, I remember just growing up playing on 2K and, and doing the three-point competition in those games. And uh, my first couple of years in the NBA, looking at that and, and having that be something that I've uh, someday wanted the opportunity to do. And, uh, you know, that, that hasn't changed. So whether it's – this year, next year, whenever it is, it's definitely something I'd uh, uh, try to get into for sure. Kev, this is the first time we've really talked to you since the move to Sacramento. I've watched a lot of Kings basketball lately, and I got to tell you, it's much better than the Kings basketball that I watched in years prior. I'm going to attribute that to you, but what has the process been like? You've had a lot of time now, new teammates, and just kind of getting a feel for how things are going in Sacramento, how they want to play, how Coach Brown wants to play. Yeah, it was obviously it was a big change. This summer was a lot, you know, just moving cities. You're, my whole life obviously shifted around and coming into the season and, and hearing about the history here in Sacramento. And, um, you know, we had a lot of really good energy going into the season, really tough training camp. Our team pre- played really well in training camp, got off to a bad start. Oh, and four was able to, to get seven straight there about a week ago. And so there's been a lot of ups and downs, um, but we have really good energy about our team. I think we're really together. I think everyone's really bought into the fact that we're trying to build something here and you know, continue to get better game by game, week by week. Uh, you know, our coaching staff has separated this year. We look at and we just go by five game schedule. We're looking at, um, you know, the first five games of the year, I think we're one and four. Um, I think the, the next five were three and two. The next five, we might have been four and one and four and one or five and oh. And so we're looking at this uh, this whole year as you know, just small little seasons of five games and. Uh, just trying to build, and you know, we're sitting at ten and nine, um, which I think if you asked for we ten and nine, maybe a month ago we'd take that. But definitely, how the last couple games have gone, and uh, the last couple weeks have gone, uh, we could be better. But ten and nine, right in the mix in the Western Conference, is a spot that I think we're glad to be in. Ash is a huge fan of your head coach. I'll ask the question: How much of a factor is that championship experience? I don't know that you're talking about it in November and December, but do you? Do you feel it coming from Mike Brown? Like, look, this guy's been around for a while. He's been on championship benches. 
You definitely can, to be honest. Mike is uh, Mike is definitely one of the best coaches I've ever had. He's he's very accountable. Um, you know, if you know his background, it comes from a military background, a championship yeah. background. His last couple of years, he spent with the Warriors, and our training camp was tough. You know, we had two days, multiple times. Uh, we still practice hour and a half, two hours, even at mm. game twenty at this point in the season. Um, he's a guy that likes to likes to drill things and go over things. And if we screw up on film, he, he calls you out, whether you're the first guy <laughs> or the 14th guy. So yeah, we really have a good culture of accountability here. Um, I think people know, you know when they're screwing up and they take accountability for it. And you know, that really kind of starts with Mike. And um, it's refreshing when you have that culture that you can establish or guys can admit when they're wrong. And um, you know, we can move past things and learn from things. And, and we go and we get to practice it on the practice court. and um it's been great so far obviously it's it's been tough in some ways you know the rest of the season uh you know we'll see hopefully a lot more of our learning goes into film work rather than on the court but mike has really been great so far kev we knew we knew you as a whole bunch of things Kayvon in atlanta red velvet we've heard it all but you come in this season with a headband and chris and i both said your hair looks less red on the court with the headband. I'm not sure how that's possible, but you kind of blend in a little more minus headband. Is this just like Kev 2.0, fresh start, something different? Yeah, it is. That's that's funny. I haven't heard that take uh, about my hair looking less red, but it is. It's just you know, moving to a new city. I, I think for me, a new stage in my career, just wanted to try something new. I was telling everybody if the first 10 games of the year, I started off and I was shooting 30% from three or lower, then I, I ditched the headband and go back to I was in Atlanta, but uh, it seems to be working so far. I'm having fun yeah. with it. Uh, I think it's something the fans have kind of gotten a kick out and, and yeah. have gotten behind. So, yeah, I'll keep it up definitely for this year. So it's more fashion maybe than function. We're not really worried about keeping the hair out of your eyes. I think it's both. Yeah, I don't want to be a guy that's trying to fix and touch my hair all game. So the you function piece of it is, is big yeah. for sure. But, uh, you know, big fashion-wise. I don't know how many guys across the league, especially white guys are wearing the headband. So. <laughs> Yeah. By, by the way, we went five minutes without asking the headband, which has to be the longest anybody has gone in an interview with you recently without asking about the headband. Here's a look at it. But I have a better question. Who wore it better? Oh, no. <laughs> the headband back in the day. And I don't know, Kev, how old are you? 24? 24, yeah. We got yeah, similar was, hair going with it, though, too. Yeah, yeah, that was probably me at 24, even, believe it or not. That was way back in the day. I, this is Jackie Moon? No, that's that's just I don't know me being an idiot. I guess I don't know you being weird. Yeah, try me trying the headband look. I, I have no idea. But that, well, as soon as I saw you wearing the headband, I'm like, I have a picture of me wearing a headband <laughs> somewhere, and I went back and and found it. Um, your success this year, we put it up. You're you're averaging career highs right now in points per game, field goal attempts, three point percentage, which, which we've talked about, and minutes. Your success this year. Is it experience or are you on another level of comfort with the guys you're playing with, with the Kings? Yeah, I think it's definitely a little bit of both. Um, I think in a lot of ways, you know, my skill set uh, for our offense is important, just my activity and, you know, my cutting, you know, me just taking shots, uh, getting other guys open. So I just think my my aggressiveness is very consistent over the course of a game. Uh, where sometimes at Atlanta, I think I'd, I'd have moments where I was very aggressive and you know felt in the flow of the game and felt in rhythm, and then would kind of fall out of 
out of it for a couple minutes. Uh, where this year, I feel like the way our offense is, is, is really an offense that uh, features a guy like myself and, and my skill set. And a lot of it is comfort. Um, you know, I think I came in here and a big piece of that was being a spacer for De'Aaron and uh, being able to play in two-man game with Domas and you know, his unselfish, unselfishness is big. You know, we have a team around those guys of a lot of shooters, including myself. And uh, so I think I'm just really comfortable with what we're doing offensively here and continue to try to, to, try to stay aggressive, not only for myself, but you know, for everybody else too. You probably don't have a lot of time to see California. Maybe you did over the summer when you first got there, but what is the most challenging thing about living on the West Coast? Is it like you want to watch the Yankees and they're on at 4 p.m.? Is it trying to keep up with friends and family on the East Coast? What's the most challenging? Yeah, the most challenging, it's definitely the time change, definitely keeping up with friends and family. Uh, you know, a day like today, I'm getting out of practice. It's 1 o'clock here. It's already 4.30, 5 o'clock for you guys. <laughs> Um, so that's been the most difficult part, but to be honest, sports wise, I kind of love it. You know, the Yankees were on at four o'clock, you get home and they're on nice and early. And, um, you know, a lot of the East, Eastern conference games, the NBA now start at four o'clock. So those are on earlier in the day and you know, Sacramento is, it's a really beautiful part of the country. You know, there's a lot of stuff around here. There's a lot of wineries. The weather is great. You know, Lake Tahoe isn't too far away. So Sacramento has a lot to offer that's around the city, a lot of good golf. And uh, so I was definitely able to experience some things preseason more so than I have in season. Um, but it's been it's been a fun adjustment. Obviously, never lived in California before. Haven't spent much time out here other than playing against the Kings, playing against the Warriors, Lakers, you know, being in L.A. Um, but I'm, I'm embracing it, having fun with it, you know, trying to learn a new city. But the time change is communicating with people back at home has definitely been a challenge. And an and NFL Sunday starts at 10 a.m. and ends by 8.30. That's the most ideal thing that I've ever heard. Like that, I would love every second of that. Unbelievable. 10 a.m. start on Sundays is huge. It's oh. awesome. All right, so we'll ask you, because we know you're a Giants fan. OBJ back with Big Blue. You want him? Of course I want him. I, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't trust that it's going to happen. I would assume yeah. – uh, you know, our Giants have made, we've made some really good strides this year, some really big strides. You can see the direction we're heading. I wouldn't say we're contenders this year, or I would assume a guy like OBJ would would mm -hmm. rather choose to go to a contender for this year. So I'm uh, okay. not as confident we're going to land him. Yeah, Your listen, guy Kevin, I'm, Carter. Go ahead, I'm a Giants fan. I'm out on the OBJ stakes just because, like, we're so much better with very few weapons for Daniel Jones. Like, let's address it in the offseason and leave OBJ to the, the next team who needs him. We've we been there, done that. Yeah, as long as we don't have to see him. He can go. That, I, I know. Going to the Cowboys <laughs> wouldn't be great. Right, exactly. Yeah. All right, Kev. Uh, Vince Carter played with the Kings. Your guy, Vince, he may have kind of given you some recommendations out in the capital of, of California. Here's a little trivia for you. You haven't been out there long. How many nicknames for Sacramento can you name? I found a list of like 10. I'm not going to ask you. I'm not don't expect you to get all of them here on the Sacramento B. How many nicknames to this new city could you give me? Sacktown. That's one. the only one I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's some with the trees. Yeah. Right. That. City, like city of trees. City yeah. of trees. City okay. of trees. Yeah. yeah. Um, that might be it. Okay. Well, there's River City, Farm to Fork Capital, what is, what is, the Big Tomato, and the Big Tomato. Holy cow! Big tomato. I would think of New York. Yeah, that could be your new nickname. 
The big no, tomato what's, and don't the big eat, tomato. No, 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 no. Don't give anybody any ideas. I we mean, don't you need, just gave it to being them. called the big, big tomato. Trees. River City, I guess, would make sense too. Sacktown and City of Trees. Sacktown, I guess. Uh, not that being in California is any different. You would still go from Atlanta to West Coast too. But I'm just thinking because you're in California and cross country from New York, or you were recently in Boston. You go Boston directly back to Sacramento? Yeah, right. Um, yep. What do you watch on a cross country flight? What are you binging? What are we what? Watching. What are you binging? What are you watching? Oh, I'm a I'm a big Yellowstone kick right now. I think I've That's watched. Chris. I watched three seasons of Yellowstone, I think, in two weeks. So we've yeah. been uh, back and forth, coast to coast. So Boston back to Sac, that was like a six-hour flight. I think I knocked out four episodes. Nice. Uh, took a nap. I think on the way to Memphis from Sac, I also knocked out four episodes. So that was like a whole season and two flights. Yeah. So I'm going to get through. Because uh, I think season six, it's coming out soon. So I'm. Uh, I'm we're, we're just into five. Just yeah. into. Oh, perfect. I'm about to start four. So I'll be uh-huh. caught up in less You'll be done in no time. Yeah, that'll be easy. So we're, it's a uh, great we're show. Yellowstone. Yeah, Chris yeah. loves Yellowstone. I haven't started yeah. it. Awesome show. Ash, final word. We'll let our guy get out of here. I'm good, man. We hope to get out there and see you. Um, we, we got to Atlanta. Oh, that. You did. We love California. I, I just went to California for the first time in April with Chris yeah. to L.A. We did L.A., San Diego, Santa Barbara. We hit every Anaheim. We did it all, but haven't been to Sacramento. So we're going to come out, hit some wineries, and hit a Kings game. There you go. Definitely wait till it gets a little bit warmer out. Wait till yeah. spring. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Unless you're a big skier. So uh, I got family coming out. They're going to come out here and do some skiing. While we're Chris. Out. Chris has do always said you he will be found in the lodge. Do you ski, Kevin? <laughs> uh, I do not. I actually Are never you allowed to ski? Ball is life. You know how that yeah. goes. Literally Are never you... set foot on any mountain to ski or snowboard ever. Not and I don't either. ice skate either. Can't do any of that. Don't, it's it's yeah. dangerous. Don't do it. Right. And well, that's my thing is contractually. I don't even know you, you'd be allowed to do any of that, but yeah. you're better off this way. Cool. Job. Listen, man, it's uh, it's been a fun start watching you out West. Uh, I'm on the three. You tell me who I need to annoy. I want to see you all star weekend in Utah. Part his of the agent. Three point shootout, man. This you, is, well, I don't have those kinds of contacts, but I'll annoy people through social media. It <laughs> needs to happen. Kev. Thank you, man. Thanks for doing the show as always. Yeah, no problem. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Kev. Happiness is found in simple things. The sun on your face. Sharing laughs. At the campground. Getting wet. Relaxing together. The love of family. There's never been a better time to go outside and play. Alpenhouse Pool Spa Boat and RV. Bringing families together and creating memories since 1964. And now back to Honorado and Company. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. And back live now at Alpenhouse in Amsterdam, the ski shop where they are loaded up and ready to fill all of your winter sports needs. It was a big Black Friday, but as you can see, the showroom behind me, they still have everything you could possibly need for skiing, snowboarding, snowmobiling. I will unmute you, Ash, that way Ooh. the people can hear what you Sorry. have to say. Uh, and they have great deals as well leading up to Christmas, I'll tell you about a little bit here. I mean, if, you, if you're looking for Ugg boots or slippers, they're here. If you're looking for Yeti coolers, they are here. If you're looking for goggles or grills or Patagonia gear, hand warmers, toe warmers, socks, whatever you need, 
not just I didn't know they had all that everything they've got it all here at Alpen House in Amsterdam so come on by and check them out and if you don't know exactly what you want go with the gift card because the gift card is never a bad idea I end up buying more gift cards than I probably should for people around Christmas because it's just easy that way all right Ash let's get into the uh NFL picks here go ahead Sam says uh, bring something nice home for me okay I mean, maybe some <laughs> socks or boots, but you're not getting on a pair of skis anytime oh. soon. I know that. That's not right. True. Am I right or am I right? I mean, I've I'm skied. Right. I skied for 10 years of my life. I know. But now, unfortunately, you're married to somebody like I me. Think, who, I have an uncooperative spouse. So, yeah, you're right. Correct. All right. Let's get the picks going. And now your weekly NFL Pick'em. Presented by Pick 6 Vodka. We love the people up at Saratoga Courage Distillery. Holly, who's making that brand big, big, big. And uh, and her son, Serge, who, of course, is in the family biz as well. How, Ash, are we doing? Well, last week was good. Our records, yeah, no, was our records are rather not yeah. good. Yeah, it's it's been a struggle, but we'll take the pair of three and threes yeah. and try to roll it into a winning week here. Game one, it, it happens Thursday night. This is a good Thursday night game. Bills Patriots We've had five and a half on the road. This yeah. is a bit, bit of a big number at Foxborough. No, okay, go ahead. Yeah, a little bit of a big number. The Bills have not done any favors in terms of covers all season long. But five and a half is a small enough number, I think, for a Patriots offense that has struggled, a Patriots defense that is good, but a Patriots offense that hasn't been so good. So All right. we're both on the Bills. Here we're split. Jets at the Vikings. Uh, will it be Mike White again? It's a three and a half point spread Gotta be Mike for, the, White again. for the home team. This is a one o'clock game, people. Cousins will play well. The the Some of the shine will come off what the Jets did last week. The Vikings are a good – this is a good football team. Good I can't football wait for the matchup of Justin Jefferson and Sauce Gardner. Cannot mm-hmm. wait to see that. Give me the Vikings. It's a good football team. I think the Jets are a good football team. I think they're a better football sure. team with Mike White. That offense looked light years different different mm-hmm. with Mike White. I think you have to go with him until he gives you a reason not to. Okay. Uh, on to the next here. Washington at the Giants. We're both on big dog. Home dog. Which, like, explain that to me here. It I know Washington it, it doesn't make any well sense. No. with Heineke, but come on, the Giants it, are a good team. Yeah, what am I missing here? Home yeah. dog, you. I'm glad you are picking up on what I believe in life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Titans, Eagles. Now, this one of two things happens here: the Eagles either cover or they lose. Mm-hmm. They will win yeah. by a touchdown, or they will, or they will give up so many rushing yards and touchdowns to Derrick Henry that they will lose this football game. I'm going to bet the other side that this is a ten and one squad. They're good. They find a way to contain Henry enough and can put up some points. Give me the Eagles. Yeah, they've made us sweat a little bit the last few weeks with covers, um, and two, three weeks ago losing. Before that, they also rushed for 350 yards against the Packers. Um, you bring that kind of rushing game, then you can you can run with Derrick Henry. They're gonna you, even if they run for 200 rushing yards between yeah. Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders, any combination of that, I think it will kind of balance out. And Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill. Okay, 
Uh, Chiefs and Bengals here. Now, home dog. You're on the home dog. I'm on the team that I think is the best team in the AFC, and that's the Chiefs. I agree, but I'm sick of the Bengals killing me on my picks. So I finally went with them. So, Nick, this one's on you, buddy. Nick will be happy. Okay, good. All right, Chiefs uh, for me, Bengals for Ash. We're both on the Cowboys. This is the Sunday Nighter on big, News Channel 13, Colts and another Cowboys. Another big number. Nine and a half, but the Colts I don't aren't the big good. big number, but they're not Colts good. aren't good. Yeah. And and the one win with Saturday on the sideline was kind of an oomph yeah. of energy. It, that mm-hmm. The air is out of the balloon on that one. The Cowboys are better. They should run the ball really well and uh, and win. That 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 for me is, is just kind of the way I'm thinking. Um, all right, Ash, we each and every week, you know what we do here. Yeah. We bring on either a local business partner of the show, like an Alpenhaus, mm-hmm. or a local nonprofit. Yes, And sir. these are some of the standings. <laughs> Nobody is lighting the thing on fire except look at what Pick 6 Vodka did last I mean, week as a team. A perfect 6-0. Six six and and you know what? If anyone's going to go six and zero, it might as well be the sponsor of the segment, right? That's a good point. Yeah, it almost feels rigged, doesn't it? But we put them out ahead of time. No, the evidence is out there. But if you're a local nonprofit, you still have a chance to finish atop the standings because yep. four and two is the number to beat. Four and two is the four number tie. to beat. So let's bring on Natasha Pernicka from the food pantries for the Capital Region. Natasha, it's Chris Honorado and it's Ashley Miller. Thank you so much for jumping on the show and doing this. How are you? I am so excited to be here. This is fun. Natasha okay. got some help on the picks. Okay. I got some help on the picks. Angie made some. An- Angie made the picks. <laughs> so Angie gets yeah, the credit for the book. Angie Weber made the yeah. picks, and she well, even t- she gave me her uh, thinking though behind it, and perfect. yeah. Let's okay. do it then. Before okay. we before we get into your picks, though, Angie's going to get either the credit or the blame. It's it's firmly right. on the record here. Um, this is an important time for local nonprofits in the capital region and across the country, for that matter. But specifically here in the five one eight, when we are in the holiday season, so many of us think, "How can I help? What can I do with the food pantries?" Natasha, what can people do if they're able to help out and maybe make somebody's season a little bit brighter? Yeah, really at this time of year and throughout the year, but this is the time of year where people say, what can I do? Um, Just donate money. Mm. Honestly, um, there are 70 food pantries in our coalition around the capital region. Uh, 80% of our pantries right now are experiencing increases in service levels. And inflation's hitting everybody not just personally but a lot of food pantries food prices are up for all of us gas prices are up for us um so donating money to help um 50 of our pantries are saying they're worried they don't have enough money to make mm-hmm. it through the end of the year um so if you're able you have extra money think about like instead of exchanging holiday gifts at work maybe you can donate to the food pantries and we will take product as well like food drives personal hygiene products, feminine hygiene products. Um, those are all really important too. Okay, Natasha, to Giving know. Tuesday was just this past Tuesday. Um, do you feel, do you guys feel that as a nonprofit? Is that day particularly good? Because I know it, it's, cre- it's picked up a lot of yeah. steam in terms of people really starting to recognize <laughs> it and, and contribute. 
Giving Tuesday is a really nice idea for all nonprofits to put themselves out there on yep. social media on the same day. Very good. Um, but really, this whole month of December, this is the first day of December. We've got 30 days um, where we need community support. Yep. Um, so it's really easy. You don't have to do it on Giving Tuesday. The foodpantries.org has a donate button right there. Um, or if you have a local pantry right in your own neighborhood, mm. if you go to the foodpantry.org, we have a map that shows you all the pantries in the area. So whether you, you know, support your local neighborhood pantry or um, work with us, it's all going to support the people. Um, you know, there's about there's over 50,000 people here in the capital region that seek assistance from food pantries every year. And it's up this year. So there's a lot of people who are just having a hard time making ends meet and um, and your support really makes a big difference. Yeah. Okay. Natasha, let's get to the picture. You said you've got some background on the whys here. You oh, like yeah. Buffalo. Why Buffalo on the road at New England? Okay. So Angie Weber says, yep. I don't bet against Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs, period. That's Done. Okay. How about the Vikings? We like it, Angie. Yeah. Vikings <laughs> against the Jets here. Good Vikings team at home against the New York team. Okay, Jets have backup quarterback Mike White playing. It will be tough to pull out an upset on the road, so picking Vikings. Does Angie want a job on the show? She could just take my <laughs> place, a, I think. She's amazing. I was like, Angie, I need your help. I don't know anything about this. I, I get rid of Honorado and put in Weber. This, this <laughs> is an easy, an easy trade. Okay. Uh, now, now, you guys are the only ones on the commanders here. How come Washington? She said, tough choice, but Chase Young is back this week, so picking commanders. Yeah, I mean, okay. she knows her yeah. stuff. Like, she's not messing rush. around, right? I, I was like actually very impressed. That Chase Young was coming back is like, yeah, done. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on board. Now, okay. some of these I would just skip through because we all like the Eagles, but honestly, I don't want to miss the analysis. So why the oh, Eagles? Okay. Eagles are the first team to reach 10 wins this season and are doing well under Hurts. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I kind of like the first three better, but okay. Let's see, <laughs> oh, what, the, what, no! let, let's see what the chiefs do. How about the chiefs against the Bengals? Okay. Picking is it Mahomes yeah. and the chiefs over Burrow and the Bengals, but have to give Joe Burrow a shout out for directing his foundation, the Joe Burrow hunger relief fund to fight food insecurity. I yes. love it. And How that was, that was, that? that was part of his Heisman speech. When he was at LSU, he talked about the the hunger that was happening in his hometown in Ohio, and he has continued to back up those words. You're, you are spot on. And then we all like the Cowboys. Why Dallas, Natasha? They play every four years, so picking the home team to win. Okay. All right. There you go. So Chris, That's the Sunday I think nighter. Are all their Shumper. picks your picks? I think you guys are exactly the same. No, Washington is. Oh, is yeah, right, there. right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, well, I'm, I will be rooting right alongside you, Natasha, because as Ash mentioned, we have a lot of the, the same picks. So that, that'll be my same rooting interest. Um, enjoy the holiday season. Yeah. Everybody check out the food pantries online, contribute if you're able. Uh, it is a great time of year to do it. And it is always a great thing to do. Natasha, thank you. 
Thanks so much for having me, you guys. Thanks, Natasha. Thank you to Angie, too. Yeah, that was fun. Angie was, was awesome. She killed it with the analysis there. All right, when we come back here on Honorado and Company, we are following the pack the way we do each and every week with the Albany Firewolves. Back right after this. Happiness is found in simple things. The sun on your face. Sharing laughs. At the campground. Getting wet. Relaxing together. The love of family. There's never been a better time to go outside and play. Alpenhouse Pool Spa Boat and RV. Bringing families together and creating memories since 1964. And now back to Honorado and Company. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. And I'm live at Alpenhouse in Amsterdam, the ski shop where I continue to say they have everything you could possibly need for the winter season. Come on down Route 30 in Amsterdam uh, if you need pants, boots, jackets, skis, snowboards, snowmobile, whatever. They've got it here. Andy Heck and Katie Osborne do such an incredible job with this burgeoning business. Uh, Ash, can you believe that the... This weekend season is here this weekend. I mean, we started this segment back in October and it felt like, boy, it's going to take forever for the season to get here. It, it has not taken forever by any means. I got to dive have, into film real soon. <laughs> I would say I mean, uh, yesterday. Yeah. 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 Yesterday. Well, they're not home uh, till the, tw- the 17th. So, right. Today, we do what we always do on this show is our partnership with the Albany Firewolves. And that is to follow the pack, the season opener is Saturday night, and you can find it where, Ash? Where can you find this game? Hey, My4. You can find the games on My4 all season long for the second season in a row. Very shortly after you watch Honorado and Company every Saturday night, you will find the Albany Firewolves games as well, home and away. All right. Our guest has been patient. Let's bring him on here. Justin Getty of the Albany Firewolves is our guest now. Justin, it's Chris and it's Ashley. How are you, man? I'm good, guys. How are you? Good. Thanks We're for excellent. hanging out for a sec. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. Welcome. Welcome to the Albany Lacrosse Club. Um, I'm going to ask you a stupid question to start. When have Are you familiar with the movie A Christmas Story? Um, I think so. I'm not, okay. I haven't seen it in a while, but I, I'm yeah. pretty familiar with it. Yeah. So, so Randy is a young kid and, and he is like, he's got all this winter gear on coats and stuff and he can barely move. Now, when you put all that goalie gear on, I mean, there's so much goalie gear when it comes to indoor lacrosse. Do you feel like you can't move at all? Um, No, you get used to it after a while. But definitely when I first started playing lacrosse, it was definitely something to get used to. Um, it was very bulky. But over the years, I've kind of learned to kind of maneuver with it. So um, to the point where I'm at today. So, But yes, when you start out, it's quite tough. I, told you I, I used to laugh because the first time you see the goalie, you're almost bigger than the goal. And I always think, how does anyone score in this game? And yet it's it's a high-scoring league. It's it's pretty yeah. unbelievable. But the goal is to get the goalie to move. And that happens, you know, your goal is not to move when someone fakes you out. And amazingly enough, they score, you score 15, 12 to 17 goals a game. Pretty unbelievable. Uh, how much fun is this game to play, Justin, being a goalie? Obviously, you don't want to get scored on a lot. But it's fast-paced. Um, it, the goalie assists on goals more often in this game than maybe any game I've ever seen. 
Yeah, definitely. That's probably one of my favorite parts about the game, just getting be able to push the ball in transition. Um, that's probably one of my favorite parts. But, yeah, um, there's a lot of talented guys that are able to bury the ball behind you. Like, we got a few this year, like Kieran McCardo and Charlie Kitchen. So yep. it's, it's awesome to get looks from those guys, especially in practice. It gets me ready for our season opener this weekend against Buffalo. So This is going to be year two for you in the league, correct? It is, yeah. I started my year. Grow, go ahead. Sorry, did you grow up playing box lacrosse? I did, yeah. So I grew up in Victoria, BC, up in Canada. Um, and my dad got me in it pretty young when I was about four. But I didn't start playing goalie till I was about 12. So okay. so I played a few years out and then decided to switch to, uh, to goalie. But, yeah, I've played it all the way growing up. Justin, you're back there with uh, Dougie Jameson, who is a guy that people, fans in Albany, know well from last year. How much have you been able to glean from a veteran like Doug in terms of just how he goes about his business and what can you take away from that? Yeah, definitely. Like just being around Dougie, I'm trying to be a sponge, just trying to get all his information that he has at the position, um, just to try and help me get better at my position and also to help the team just be better overall. Justin, one of our loyal viewers says you look like you're about 13 years old. <laughs> How old are you, in fact? I'm 21 years old. There you go. So you're pretty darn close 13 to 13. Plus eight. Yeah. 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 You're closer to 13 than I am to 21. Let's just leave it at that. Um, what will the first home game for you be like? What is that like as an athlete when you get in front of the home crowd and it's in particular the home? opener can you give us a sense of the energy maybe you guys feel on the bench or how you're able to you know thrive from that definitely yeah so you get a huge adrenaline boost if i'm being honest when you get out on the floor and you hear all the fans cheering for you um that's a pretty cool experience and i'm just i'm just super excited to get in front of the albany fans finally because they're all super loyal um so i'm just really looking forward to this season and december 17th Justin, I know some of these guys are new to you. A lot of these guys are new to this team, particularly on the offensive side of the ball. But the names that people will recognize from last season, most of those come on defense. Um, a guy like Brett Manny. There, there are so many guys who have veterans on that side of the ball. What, In terms of how you would assess the talent on the defensive side, how much fun is it to play in front of a group that not only are they familiar with one another, but they all have a lot of experience? Definitely. It's it's an honor being able to play in front of veterans like John LaFontaine and Brett Manny, um, just with all their knowledge they have for the game. Um, they've helped me learn a lot about it just with the short window we've had with camp. But um, this is probably one of the best defenses I've been in front of um, since playing this sport. So it's it's a pretty big honor being able to play behind them. So. All right, Justin, we'll let you run, man. We appreciate you taking the time. Uh, good luck Saturday night. Again, 7.30 on my four against the Buffalo Bandits. Ash, this is a team that uh, the Albany franchise knows pretty well from last year, isn't it? Yeah, they ended – Buffalo ended Albany season last year in the first round of the playoffs. So yep. I would say I'm sure those guys remember that. Justin, you weren't a part of that crew, but I'm sure the guys who were, you know – tell you enough about, hey, we don't like this Buffalo team. Let's go beat them. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're super stoked to get the opener going and get a first win on the road. All right, awesome. Justin. Good luck, we'll man. Safe travels. Yeah, yeah, you're back and forth a bunch, but safe travels, man. We appreciate the time. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Ash, you ready to get this thing going? You are Not the ready. sideline reporter for this team. 
ready to um, fire it up. You said you've got to get into some film and notes a little bit, but uh, I know how much you enjoy the gig. So yeah. uh, I'm excited for you too. Yeah, I love it. Uh, yeah, okay. there's just a lot of new faces this year. So I I got to dive into some couple preseason games and see, you know, who these guys are and what they bring to the table. No sweat. All right, when we come back, Gus Johnson, legendary college football and basketball play-by-play man. He just called Michigan-Ohio State. He will call the Big Ten championship game this weekend between Purdue and Michigan. He's next on Honorado and Company. You've heard of unsung heroes. The men and women of Nyscoba are the unseen heroes. For the past year, you've learned about our many charitable endeavors. Now it is my privilege to share with you the work performed by our members, the 20,000 state correction and law enforcement officers shielded from view. They work in difficult and dangerous conditions and are an extension of the police who protect our neighborhoods. Nyscoba honors New York's police and firefighters and salutes its own members who help deliver a peaceful night's sleep. And now back to Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpenhouse. It's Honorado and Company. It's Chris Honorado. It's Ashley Miller, and it's Gus Johnson with us, <laughs> that legendary voice from college football and basketball across the country. But when you get a game like Michigan-Ohio State and when you get the Big Ten title game coming up as well this weekend, do you have to get up yourself, or does it just come <laughs> naturally? Well, you know, the first thing that's important for me when you have those big games is to be able to get in town and get some rest Mm -hmm. and be able to settle yourself and make sure that, you know, you get a good night's sleep. And when you have an opportunity to go to a place like the Hampton Inn, which is 30 minutes away from you, wherever city you're in, in the country, you get that free breakfast in the morning and you got to get something in your belly, you know, when you... uh, when you got to be loud and you're going to go in front of millions of people and you have to have energy and positivity and you have to have a process. You have to be consistent and you don't want to be sleepy. So I think that's one of the key things for me as I, uh, you know, approach these big time football and basketball games that I get an opportunity to be a part of. Gus, you talked about prep and game week. What does game week look like for you in terms of how you prepare for a big game? Well, uh, on Monday, I start watching tape, and I try to watch um, at least two games from each team. Uh, I got Purdue and I got Michigan this week, so I'm very familiar with Michigan, so I don't have to watch as much stuff. And then, you know, you want to read all the articles. You want to know what people are talking about, you know, listen to some podcasts and, um, you know, go online and, and do research to find out what's happening in the past and what's, you know, happening uh in the present for these squads. Then we travel on Thursday and we get in town. We have meetings with coaches and players. And then we have our own production meeting. And I'm working on my boards to make sure that, you know, the rosters of college football is hard sometimes because mm. you have a hundred man roster with double numbers and stuff like that. So you can get confused if you're not really familiar and everything happens. You know, the stadiums are older, so you're really high in the air as opposed to an NFL stadium where you're right there on the 50-yard line. So those are some of the things that we have to do. And then on Saturday, get up early in the morning because we kick off at noon and get ready to go, get to the stadium three hours before the game starts, set everything up, go through our rehearsals, and then kick it off and, uh, and have fun with it. 
All right, Gus, being in the Albany, New York area, we're not far, from, obviously, from Saratoga Springs, just about 30 minutes down the road from Saratoga. It's horse racing country there. And so every time I get an opportunity to speak with a broadcaster related to horse racing, I ask, what is one of your favorite calls ever? So you have so many of them, a Rolodex, if you will, to go through. But give me one maybe in your career that stands out. Hmm. I think it was my first big game. First big game I called was in 1996 at the RCA Dome in Indianapolis, NCAA tournament. UCLA was the defending national champions, and Princeton mm. beat them yeah. in the Princeton way on a backdoor cut. You know it. You know, <laughs> Pete Carrill, the old longtime coach who just passed away recently, was on the sideline pulling his hair out, <laughs> you know, and uh, that, that, that Princeton Tigers team managed to go down there to Indianapolis and, and beat the defending national champions on a backdoor cut. It was pandemonium after the game. I was so young um, and I was just so, so happy. <laughs> to be a part of it and to to let my emotions go and to be a part of that kind of legendary outcome in the NCAA tournament. As a matter of fact, I uh, had a chance to speak to that team uh, during their 25-year anniversary wow. of beating UCLA, the Princeton squad. I, you know, it was during COVID, so it was over Zoom, so I couldn't be there, but hey, those guys have gone on to become doctors and lawyers, and Mitch Henderson is the head basketball coach at Princeton he was a big part of that team and you know that if, it, if there was one that really sticks out I think that it was Princeton beating UCLA in 96 in Indy. Mm. Gus Chris knows this about me I'm a big pillow pillow person mm -hmm. so I have a bamboo pillow and my biggest problem with hotels you're, you sink into the pillow no good for me so I travel <laughs> with my own pillow when we travel do you have a go-to like what, what do you bring with you that's super important on the road? Well, I probably shouldn't do this, but I bring uh, a little candle to kind mm. of set the mood, um, to just set the mood in the room so I can relax. And, you know, sometimes I'll have some incense that I'll burn just to, to give it that aroma. Um, but uh, most of the time when I'm at a Hampton Inn, I don't need any of that stuff because I'm uh, friendly service, friendly people, uh, good food and uh, just a great atmosphere. So, but those are kind of a couple little tricks that I use when I go into town. Okay, I like that. Would have never thought of it, haven't heard of it until now, but that's what you get when you get Gus Johnson on a show like <laughs> I Oh, oh, like. oh, and I also bring a bar of my own soap. Okay. Uh, I really like a good bar right. of soap. So I'll stop and get a nice bar of soap so I can uh, wash up when I'm, uh, when I'm getting, uh, getting ready to go. I can appreciate that going. as well. All right, well, Gus, we're not only going to let you rest up the body, we'll let you rest up the voice here <laughs> ahead of a huge game Saturday night, uh, the Big Ten championship game. We so appreciate the time and you joining us here in Albany, New York on Honor Auto and Company. Thank you, Gus. I really appreciate you having me, guys, and uh, enjoy uh, this weekend. It's going to be some good games on TV. Gus Johnson. Well, I mean, what a voice. Yeah. What a legendary career. We'll be watching. You know Big it. Big Ten Championship. For sure. The Pack is back.
The Albany Firewolves professional indoor lacrosse team returns to the Capital Region and MVP Arena this December. Get your tickets now for our season home opener when we take on UAlbany lacrosse legend Connor Fields and the Rochester Nighthawks on Saturday, December 17th at 7 p.m. Season tickets, flex plans, family packs, and game tickets are on sale now at albanyfirewolves.com. Join the pack! And now, back to Honorado and Company. Brought to you by Alpenhaus. And back live now at Alpenhaus in Amsterdam, the ski shop where the specials are on in full force ahead of Christmas and the entire holiday shopping season. I've got some more for you here, Ash, if you want to know. You know, not just jackets and pants and stuff. we got sweaters and beanies. I mean, there's everything here, socks, boots, whatever you could possibly need to get through the winter months, even if you aren't flying down the side of a mountain the way Kevin and Herter and I do not do. I, I just said my my mic was muted again. I said, yeah. uh, you need a good jacket. You don't have, like, a good winter jacket. Good jacket. Yeah. They got some that are 30 and 50% off here. You need here a too. waterproof winter jacket. I know. Okay. Maybe I'll see what Andy Heck has in store for me here that I could that I could bring home today. All right. The, a couple of things we always love to do before we end the show. End of the month. We'll get to that in a minute. The Marcella's MVP of the month. I know it's early December. But last week was Thanksgiving, and it was like two before the end of the month to really determine an MVP of the month. And quite frankly, Ash, the person you've picked, I'm glad we waited. But before we do that, let's get to the dirty, difficult, done of it all. And now, dirty, difficult, and done. Presented by Performance Industrial. Here we go. Shout out to Bill Miller and his team. There is nothing too dirty, nothing too difficult for him to get it done. So a pair of socks they designed with our guys at Novice Clothing Company. Yeah. That it says dirty, difficult on the top. And then when you kick your feet up at the end of the day, it says done. I love that. Bill's got such great ideas and he's a great leader of that group uh, in South Glens Falls and in Albany. So performance industrials, dirty, difficult, done. Ash? Yeah, this is me. So this is kind of a feeling I've had. And it listen, it may not come to fruition maybe two years from now or what, four years from now. I, I'm thinking differently about what I've said. But this feels a lot like we are done with the days. I'm going to say no soccer fandom. I know there's not no soccer fandom. Yeah, yeah. But done with the days of no soccer fandom here in the United States. It finally feels like we are coming around to being a soccer country, football country. Um, there are, the MLS has never been more supported. The national women's soccer league has never been more supported. I mean, they sell out the women sell out 30,000 seat stadiums. There is interest in the MLS, obviously a world cup year takes it to a different level, but we're finally having watch parties everywhere. We care. We've cared about the women's soccer team for a lot longer because they've been better for longer. We finally care about the men's soccer team. There are watch parties everywhere. I saw a watch party outside in Washington, D.C., like, mm. you know, Jurassic Park style, like they do for NBA games. Big, huge screens at the Corning Preserve. They had a projector screen, outdoor party. All the beer gardens are full. It finally feels like we are giving soccer the attention that it needs, deserves, whatever you want to call it here in the United States. 
I love that. Um, I'm, I'm going to hold my breath on this just because yeah. I feel like after every World Cup and every Olympics, we say mm-hmm. now is the time that such and such a sport, in this case, obviously soccer, catches on yeah. in America and we have fans who are watching on TV every week. I know that the diehard fans go to the MLS games. They go to the, the Women's Soccer League games. Um, I'm hoping that it... But they're watching Premier League games here. Yeah. And that's not United States soccer, but it's still yeah. soccer being watched in the United States. People are interested. I know. And it 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 gets me interested every four years or every two, depending upon how you want to okay, with the women's team. Like maybe I'll watch premier league soccer. Maybe I'll pick a team and I watch on but... Saturday mornings. Yeah. I mean, you could, I, I won't go that far, but I'm, I'm infinitely interested in world cup soccer every yeah. two years. And I, it's not that I wouldn't watch it. It's just that I don't have time to watch weekends. So, well, that's, that's, it's time for the Marcellus Appliance Center MVP of the Month. I forgot that that sounder was going to cut me off. I was going to say, that's that's something. I don't know we what have, that is. We have some pieces of video where I can talk over them. Yeah. It doesn't cut off my mic. We have some pieces of video like the Marcellus MVP of the Month that, enough, Honorado. We don't want to hear from you as we're right. rolling our that logo on our mean. open. Let's let's hear from the great people at Marcellus, and they do such a good job. They have they have supplied all of our appliances in our home. The Marcellus MVP of the month. I said I'm glad we waited until now because had we not, we wouldn't get Captain America as the MVP of the month. Yeah, and this was not an easy choice for me, and I get it. It's a little bit of like you know, prisoner of the moment, but. I already said in the show how important it was for the U.S. to get to the knockout round. Whatever happens from here is whatever. You don't get there without Christian Pulisic. He, I'm, I'm not going to say sacrifice his body. He did, in a way. He got he sacrificed more than his own body. The only goal of the game, the goal that pushed them through past Iran. We are into the knockout round because of him. And are we to win any more games? It will be because of him. Yes, he put a lot on the line let's just speak frankly in order to score that goal um i love the fact that he tweeted pretty quickly like i'm playing saturday um good let's let's get after it he is a likable guy he's been a a star from the very beginning since he was Um, like 15 people have been talking about this kid i'm glad he's showing up on the world stage here as well at the world cup go usa enjoy the great weekend everybody we are back on honorado and company next week. Thanks for hanging out here. We will see you next week.